Excellent morning. You had your bacon, your eggs, your toast. What else do they need, Trace? Orange juice and coffee. And coffee. There is Tracy's coffee right there. See that bear? And here we go. Sorry, can't hear you over the sound of freedom ringing. Yeah. Hey, guys, today we're going to be in Matthew's gospel. Matthew was what, Tracy? Tax collector. collector. Yeah. Was he, he well was, liked? Oh, and everyone very loved him. Well liked. Yeah, no, he every, was hated. Yeah. <laughs> everyone they hated were like, him. You Benedict Arnold. Oh my traitor. gosh. <laughs> they they uh you know, tax collectors that um Rome would yeah. hire people of the area, which they happen to be Jewish in that area, and, and then they um they would collect the, the other Jews and the they re and how they made a living is Whatever taxes were due, they would add on his service charge. So if you owed a hundred, that guy may say one twenty, but he had the right to say one thirty, one forty, one fifty, two hundred. And oh, so yeah. these guys, and uh, you know, it's funny is uh, most people don't realize this. Matthew would have had personal security. Oh, he would yeah. have had a maid. He would have had a cook. Yeah. Uh, tax collectors did very well off. And, yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and we're not very well liked. Yeah. So. They're here, like, you thieves. <laughs> you thieves. They were hated. And here here we have Jesus talking to old Matthew. You know? Follow me. Oh, my gosh. I love mm -hmm. Jesus' sense of humor. The last thing you would ever do in that day, if you were trying to be popular, if you were having trying to get a following was invite a tax collector to follow you or even go to a tax collector's house to eat. It was a no-no. All right, oh, no, we have no. just one small verse for you today, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Go ahead, chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Ooh. Well. Seek first the kingdom of God. I think that is probably the key. Yeah. To everything. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. You know, we have uh, Henry Blackaby that says, whatever God is doing, oftentimes he will invite you to join him in what he's doing. Whenever yeah. we kind of do our own thing, we always get ourselves into trouble. We talked about this a little bit yesterday morning. You know, we really yeah. do because we get tired of waiting on God. Tony Evans tells a story of a, a guy who lived in a third world country and he had two cows. And one day, you know, he they're getting older. And one day he goes to his wife. He says, honey, I'm going to sell one of the cows for money. And his wife says, uh, okay. And then a couple minutes later, he says, you know what, honey? I'm going to sell the other cow and I'm going to give the money to God. And so the next day comes and, you know, he walks in the house. But he has this strange look on his face. Just like this weird look. She goes, what's wrong? And he says, uh... God's cow died. <laughs> so what happened is one of the cows died, but that happened to be God's cow. He sold one of the cows and got the money. Oh. You know what I'm he, he sold one of the cows and got the money. Oh. And um, so he says God's cow died. I love the illustration. 
Listen to this. This is Tony Evans. When you seek first your dreams, your desires, your plans, your programs, your agenda, it's always God's cow that dies. He always gets to play second fiddle. If anything gives or suffers, it's time with him. Follow him or pursuing him, we basically fall off the wagon. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it, it seems yeah. like we have all these things in our life to do today. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. There's all these plans that I have, but sometimes I don't have time to read my Bible. Or sometimes yeah. I don't have time to go to church. So this is what I tell myself. Or I don't yeah. have time to do this and I don't have time to do that. And Tony Evans says, when we live like that, it's God's cow that died. He's going to take the loss. It's yeah. It's true. It is so true. Yet... You know, if you would continue reading what he says, yet let something happen to us. We're crying out to God, Lord God, help me. Lord God, heal me. Lord God, save me. Lord God, provide for me. Lord God, take care of this. Yeah. I mean, we're doing all these things. And we just every day get out of the habit of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And and how do we seek his righteousness by being in right standing with him through Christ, by abiding in the Holy Spirit, and by obeying him. And again, we're never obeying God to get to heaven. I'm obeying God because I have life in me. I have light in me. I have Christ in me. I'm following the Spirit. I'm not following the letter of the law. Jesus fulfilled the letter of the law. And I have heard people say this, well, that means I don't have to. No, no, and no, you still are to obey. It's just that now you're following the spirit that empowers you to be able mm -hmm. to fulfill the letter of the law. He does it in a different manner, in a different way. Yeah. When we try to follow the law in our own strength, we always falter yeah. because our flesh yeah. can't do it. No, we no. can't do it. But when we're following the spirit, the spirit who has sealed us, mm -hmm. he empowers us. He enables us to do that which we don't want to do. He helps it to make sense. And so we naturally can't follow God's law, even though the law can't save. Some people in the Old Testament and some people I know today, you know, and there's, again, when we look at false belief systems, they're always trying to be like super good and yeah. do lots of moral deeds. Well, the Old Testament is a great example. Even if you followed everything to the crossing of the T and the dotting of the I, it wasn't enough to save. Yeah. You 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 couldn't get there. It takes God to get to God and the only person to ever fully obey the word of God according to how it's written and how it was intended mm -hmm. was Jesus Christ. Right. As he did that get him to go to heaven? No. He resides in heaven. I mean, he yeah. came down from heaven. Mm -hmm. What that did was qualified him to be the lamb of God who had no sin. So when he died on the cross with no sin, he was able to take my sin. When he was baptized by John the Baptist, he was doing what was called a, a baptism of repentance. But Jesus had no sin. But what he was doing was identifying with human creation, his creation. He's identifying with us on the cross. He's identifying with us. He's perfect, but I'm not. So he took my sin. And here's the thing. If he wasn't the God man, he could have never done it. He literally, because all the sins of the world were placed upon him. Now, there are people that don't take Jesus up on the free gift of salvation. 
And so basically, that doesn't mean they go to heaven. That means they rejected the free gift. He had paid the price for them, but they never got the ticket. And since Jesus is the only one who can live that that life, um, we need his Holy Spirit within our life being able to do this. And that's why we never want our relationship with God to sacrifice, to, to, to have to be put on the back burner, to pay the price where, where we're not spending time with him. We need that relationship. We to have be to able have to, it. Yeah, to we be able literally to hear him. have to have yeah. it. You know, the secret to living out the fullness of your destiny is found in this verse. And, and when mm-hmm. you put it like that, people start to listen up. What, what, what? Uh, the fullness of my life, the fullness of my destiny, really? uh, my, my purpose, yeah. God's will. Yeah. It is this. Because remember, yesterday we were talking about people are always wanting to know, what is God's will for my, what is my purpose? What is my plan? While you're waiting, these are instructions from God Almighty. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why am I seeking out his righteousness? Because he's going to impart that righteousness to you. Yeah. He's going to get, you don't have any righteousness. There is a fancy word in the Latin and I can't pronounce it. But what it means is this, that you are 100% righteous while being a sinner. And it doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. It means this, while I'm a sinner, God has imputed his righteousness to me. That's how I can live the Christian life. Yeah. I've been forgiven yeah. of my sins. I've been washed. Yeah. The imputed righteousness of God himself has given me that. And I need that. And most people don't understand why they need that. Because God the Father could never be looking upon you unless it's through the prism of Christ or the blood of Christ. God is holy. Mm. God cannot be fooling around with people. And so watch this. Jesus dies on the cross for all humanity. A person on the cross, on the left of Jesus and on the right of Jesus, one accepted Jesus, one did not. That one that accepted is entered into eternity, entered into the beloved. The other one is entered into hellfire. Mm. While people are walking here on earth, God the Father has done everything yeah. that he can through Christ, even sending the Spirit, which is, you know, just always, you know, I'm saying drawing people, but people continue to push mm. back and push back and push back. Yeah. And so there's no one that has any argument. Man is without excuse when they stand before God. Mm-hmm. One person because they accepted the free gift by faith has received Christ's righteousness, mm-hmm. that which men are striving to do, yeah. trying to be good, trying to do good works. And yet the other guy is just believing. He knows he's a sinner, doesn't yeah. give you a license to sin at all, no. but you're fulfilling your destiny by seeking first the kingdom of God because as you seek him, you will find him. Those who yeah. seek, you know what I'm saying? They find. God wants to be first in your life. You know, he has to be first. And that's back to the first commandment that you'll have no other gods before me. Yeah. And if I had to tell people to change something in their life, this would be it. Yeah. To just rearrange your priorities. Yeah. Make your life God-centered. And it's, 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 it's hard, but it's simple. Yeah. It's hard because if you try to do it in your own strength, you can't. It's simple if you will just confess because we've all fallen Mm -hmm. short. Tell God, hey, I've mixed up my priorities. And it's it's it seems like it's probably easier to say than actually to do. Yeah. And it's then like, okay, make the decisions. Yeah. You know, the decisions, if you will get in a habit, have you ever seen that book? It says if you do something for 21 days straight, it becomes yeah. a habit. Yeah. 
you know? Um, I would say, I'm guessing from people who have written to me, half of the people in the man cave over the years were not going to church. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been times where I was in a weird area that I didn't go to church. You know what I'm saying? I I can remember several times when I wasn't pastoring and I would lead our family in a church service. We would yeah. watch MacArthur or R.C. Sproul. But Not that we didn't try to find Yeah, we really tried. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you are in an area and there are churches, God wants you to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's And you're like, well, I don't get anything out of church. Well, friend, you're looking at it the wrong way. What can you give to help church? Mm, Meaning, yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? What can you add? Mm-hmm. Who can you encourage? Who can you bless? Yeah. Yeah. You might be very scholar. There's some very scholared men in the man cave and um, who read mm-hmm. their Bible and yeah. who've studied to show themselves approved unto yeah. God, not unto yeah. men. And guess what? Um, I, thank you for putting up with me. Because from time to time, I get, yeah. I get, hey, Matt, you could have said this differently. Matt, I understand what you're saying, but you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. here's the thing. I, I accept it. You know what I'm saying? Whenever someone writes me, mm-hmm. I read what they write. And then I double check what I believe and I make sure. And if I'm wrong, I say, hey, I'm wrong. I, I really do. But yeah. is there better ways of saying things? Yeah, there really is. I've learned this, and this is one of the greatest lessons I've learned. No one other than Jesus can accurately represent God yeah. or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. We can't. We're fallen creatures. Yeah. That's why the Bible says that preaching, you know what I'm saying, is foolishness. Yeah. It's stupidity to a generation who is lost and dying, meaning a generation who has rejected God. They yeah. think that the, the preaching is just, that's nuts. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And yeah. they continue to live their life on a planet that is, <laughs> you know, a, a certain degrees away from the sun. You know, if we were closer yeah. to the sun, we would burn up. If we're further away from the sun... <clears throat> We would freeze. Yeah. You know, the Earth is at a 23 degree angle. We're around, there's an asteroid belt around us. <laughs> I mean, we're breathing air. There's all kinds of yeah. wildlife. There's all billions of different species. There's gravity. There's gravity. There's yeah. all of these things. And I don't care that you believe in the Big Bang. You know, look, yeah. at, the Big Bang happened when Jesus said, let there be light. Bang, it happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Guys, I want to encourage you to make some priority changes in your life. Like I said, if you're not Mm, going to church, why don't you look around this Sunday and try to go to church? You're like, it's no big deal. Friends, what if you you going to church was something that was hanging you up with God? What what if God just wanted you to to commit to that? And, And again, I know there's no perfect churches and... What if reading your Bible in the morning was something God wanted you to do? I'm not talking about chapters. Maybe just a few verses and write it down on a three by five index card. And while while you're at work, while you're at lunch, while you're sitting there on the john on break, you know, you read that card. That's how I memorized verses years back. I mean, I would just have that three by five in my pocket, you know, and um, I have to tell this story. This is, can I tell the Charles Stanley story or is it too prideful? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I was making so much money years back. I mean, just. I wouldn't have started that way. But... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I was rolling. I was rolling in the money and I was enjoying it. I really was enjoying it. And I enjoyed on payday uh, tithing. I wasn't going to church. 
And I was tithing to In Touch Ministries, which was Charles Stanley. Yeah. And I mean, I was sending fat checks to that guy. <laughs> I loved, you know, I really, I was always a believer in tithing, you know, tithing and then alms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You do it in that order. You don't give alms and then tithe. You tithe and give alms. And so um, one day there was a call at my business and I came down and there was a guy who was standing there. He's about six, six foot tall and he had a like a, a, I wasn't scared of him or anything. He had like a briefcase with him. He looked, he was just smiling real big at me. And I said, Hey, my name's Matt. How are you doing? And your name? You know what I'm saying? And he says, well, I'm such and such. I don't even remember the guy's name. Yeah. From In Touch Ministries, First Baptist Church of Atlanta, Charles Stanley asked me to come by. <laughs> and I said, who? Charles Stanley asked you to come by? Because I was, you know, I was in the area and I was meeting some people, and he yeah, says, "Yeah, you just happened to be on the other side of the country. Wow, you, isn't that convenient?" He was no, the, he was doing business, <laughs> something within Touch Ministries, right, on the West Coast. Okay, and so this guy comes by, and he has Charles Stanley's newest devotional book, and yeah. it was signed by Charles Stanley. And guys, yeah. Andy Stanley, his son, has gone off the deep end. Yeah. But Charles Stanley yeah. held the line. Yeah, he did. He walked the yeah. line. And was he perfect? No, 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 no. There's no one perfect. Yeah. You and I aren't perfect. But I never, I'll never forget. And that he tried to um, get some kind of annuity out of me or something. Like when I died, I was going to yeah. give him my money. I was like, no, nah, I'm not real comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he must have thought, honestly, he probably thought that I was a whole lot richer than I was. I was just blessed by God and the checks yeah. were coming in, you know, yeah. and I was just sending, I, I enjoyed sending the money, but it yeah. was so funny that this guy, I couldn't believe he knew Charles Stanley. He goes, yeah. I had lunch with him last week. No way. <laughs> and uh, it was just so funny, but um, you never know how your life impacts another person's life or, you know, what you're doing and why God's having you do what you do. But I tell you what, that devotional book, pulled me out of the gutter many times because when I lost that job and you're always going to lose when you're disobeying God, it's just a matter of time. Okay. You can't stay on the mountaintop when you're not serving the Lord. And oftentimes God pulls you off the mountaintop, even when you're serving him, because we learn in the valleys. That's where we learn. But I, I tell you what, when I lost that job, I devoured that devotional book. I mean, I just read that thing like there was no tomorrow. And I went to the cover page to Matt. And I forgot what he even said. The book was shredded years back. I had to finally get rid of it, man. I want to say it was Enter the Gate. Maybe. Yeah, Enter His Gates. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a white book, Enter yeah. His Gates. But I was so honored. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's different people that just really move me. You know, I have people like this in my life right now. People actually, uh, some of you guys... Uh, I'm so proud of you. You know, it's amazing some of the things that God is doing with the men in the man cave. You know, it's just simply amazing because it's different for all of us. Yeah. God is calling us all to different things. Yeah. But no matter, I can, and I really can say this, no matter what God is calling you to do to fulfill out your mandate for him, he wants you to seek him first every day. Yeah, and start with prayer, put the armor of God on, mm-hmm. read a devotion, you know, and I'm not even telling you to watch the man cave. Sometimes the man cave, you know, they're 15, they're 10, they're 30, they're 40. If, you know, if I'm in a rant, it's an hour long, you know what I'm saying? But throughout the day, throughout the week, get God's word in. If you can find a Bible-based church that's preaching it, okay, go. If there are no churches like that, 
find some godly pastors on TV. You want you want a wide range of influences over your life. It is in the midst of many counselors that we find wisdom. Just don't depend on the man cave. There are some big hitters of the faith out there that have not bowed the knee to Satan, the world, and to the flesh. And you want to get as many sources, even if I say it differently and they say it a little more proper, the more times you hear it, you know, well, Matt just said that, you know, or, you know, I heard this yesterday or I read this. That's how God oftentimes confirms his word Mm -hmm. by uh, repeating himself through different people, through different ways, through different medias. Yeah, and I was going to say sometimes like the... um we're talking about changing maybe just one thing, starting with something to change, to get you closer to the God, to put him first. And that might simply be literally putting him first before you even get out of bed. You know, that the first thing you do is you pray or the first thing you do, maybe read something and then get up, you know, and have a shower, whatever. And then maybe spend a little bit more time with him. Maybe he's just asking you to start with one thing yeah. and then build upon that each yeah, you and every can't, day. You don't need to do a million things the first day. Yeah. If you're not reading your Bible, start. Start, right. Yeah. If you're not praying, start. Start yeah. with prayer in the, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and guys, can I tell you this? One of the easiest ways to start praying, walk through your house, walk through your garage, mm. look at all the things that are in your house and your garage and start thanking him for those things. Yeah. A lot of times... A grateful heart. Yeah, a grateful heart. Mm. Praise him for the things he's already done. A lot of times people don't want to praise him for their current situation because they still want more. Mm. But you have to realize more is tomorrow. You're living in today. If you praise him today, it allows him to know that he has proper perspective. He understands he's a steward. He understands, you know, I'm God. A man can receive nothing unless it's been given from God. I notice... People don't want to praise God for the things they have because they're they're still wanting. They feel like if they praise God and I'm still wanting, I'm not going to get any more. That's not true at all. It allows God to know that you can handle what you do have. Yeah. And it's easy. I mean, it really is easy to walk around the house and like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. Thank yeah. you for this. Thank you for that. Remember, these things aren't idols. They're yeah. not little gods with a G. But everything that you've got is to bless you from your Lord. Don't take something God's given and use it in a manner, in a way that pulls you away from God. We can yeah, do that. Yeah. The TV can do that. Oh, Music yeah. can do that. Our our phones can do that. You know, so easy to go to different places and think we're, we're hiding. You know, no one sees. God sees. Yeah, he you does. Know? He's and, right uh, there with you. Yeah, and like I said, I lost that job because I was in sin, and um, if it wasn't for that man. You see what I'm saying? I did this over here and that man came by and gave me a book and then, you know, you will reap what you sow. And I did, you know, for a long time, for seasons. And then uh, I started pulling out. It's like the cycle and the judges. But again, if you have to do anything, put him first. Yeah. It, it, It doesn't matter how you feel and what's going on in your life. Put him first. He can straighten anything out. He can bring it back together. He can breathe on that which is dead, dead bones. You know, sometimes our choices bring about dead bones. And Ezekiel is like, you know, God asked him a question. I just yeah. can't, I can't wait to talk to Ezekiel. Hey, can these bones live? And Ezekiel is like this. I think he's like this. Only you know, Lord. <laughs> you know, hey, 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 only you know. I mean, really, can you imagine if God asked you? I mean, what kind of question is that? Can these bones live? 
only you know God. And it reminds me of like just starting with small little things. It's like yeah. Zachariah with don't despise the, the small, small beginnings. beginnings. Exactly. And we do sometimes. You got to start with something little and yeah. then work they don't, from there. Yeah. I, I don't think people understand the ways of God because they haven't spent any time in the church with yeah. God, you know, prayer. But there are stepping stones. Yeah. Oftentimes, God will do something very small. Do not despise the small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And it is what I call a stepping stone. Yeah. In God's you know, decrees, what he's willed for you. Yeah. You need to step on this stone to go to the next stone, to go to the next stone. He can build a foundation. Yeah. It has to be a foundation. And we don't understand one bit. What is this stupid stone? That's how we are. What is this stupid, you know, whatever it is, have to do with what I want in life? Because all I can see is the end result. Yeah. But I can't get there. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys right now. I know because I'm one of them. We have all these dreams, desires, goals. Yeah. I, I know where I want to get to. I know the things that I want yeah. God to use me and accomplish, okay? I can't get there, God. There's no way. Yeah. God says, I know. <laughs> he says, but I did put this small stone in front of you. It's mm-hmm. like it's almost like it's in water, and you're not willing to, to, to put your foot on there. Yeah. Okay? Because after that stone... There's another stone yeah. and another stone and another stone. When Israel fa- finally, finally, finally after 40 years stopped wandering and they're yeah. wandering because of sin and doubt yeah. and not yeah. trusting God. Yeah. When they finally stopped going around the mountain and many of you have been going around the mountain for some time because you haven't been seeking first the kingdom of God. But mm-hmm. when you finally do yeah. cross the Jordan, the first thing Joshua does is he makes an Ebenezer. Yeah. And he has all the tribe leaders go into the Jordan, grab a humongous stone. And they piled up these stones and they said this, we have to remember. We yeah. have to remember. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? it's If you don't know history, it will repeat itself. Exactly. And that's what oftentimes takes place in our lives. We forget, yeah. you know, how, you know, sinning does not pay. Yeah, we but, learn the lesson, but then we go on in time, and then we, we forget, forget. We forget God. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We, we start. With, we I mean, Satan. You know, all Satan has to do with a lot of people. This is this is true. All Satan has to do with a lot of people is bless them. Remember, he can't give the best, but he can give good and better. Yeah, and all he has to do is bless a person in a manner and a way, and it just. You know, our flesh mm-hmm. takes over. Yeah, they think, and we this start, is good enough. This is good enough. And we start taking our eyes off of God. Yeah. And we, we're like, oh. and we just, we stop praying. We stop reading. We stop going to church. We start doing all these other things. We start sliding. Yeah, into sin. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Edwards' us. greatest sermon, the text that he mm. used was, you remember that? Sinners in the Hands of an Angry, angry God. God. Yeah, it was one it. line. The text that he used was, their foot shall slip in due time. Their foot shall slip in due time. Oh, scary. It really yeah. is scary. Yeah, it is. It really is scary. But I'm not scared for you guys. because Take that first step. Take that yeah. first step today. We challenge you to Towards take God. the step of giving me a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Take the step of reading your Bible, maybe doing a devotion tomorrow reading something, inspiration, do something you haven't done with the Lord, with the Lord, yeah. go for a long walk. God likes sandwiches. Did you guys know that? Did you, did you know that God likes Jimmy John's? Uh, he doesn't care for Subway as much, but he does like Jimmy John's. And he he really does like the firehouse subs, okay? Um, while you're sitting there, <laughs> praise him. While you're sitting there eating that sandwich, you know what? I, I'm I'm not kidding. 
You take a bite and in your mind you say, Lord, this is the most delicious sandwich I've ever had. Thank you, Jesus. Or go get a cup of coffee. Jesus likes coffee. Mita Barnett was my next door neighbor at my first church. And every morning I would look at about five o'clock in the morning and from my window I could look into her kitchen. She would be sitting there. What I couldn't see, and I only found out years later, is she would make two cups of tea, one for her and one for Jesus. And she would sit there and read her Bible and it took about an hour to drink her <laughs> cup of tea. Then she would look over to where Jesus should be sitting. And she says, don't like the tea? Is it okay if I drink it? She <laughs> would warm up the tea and she would drink Jesus's tea. <laughs> and I love—I tell you to this day, I love that story. I go, it's you so would make funny. two cups of tea. One for you, one for Jesus. And you know, the Jews to this day, to this day, they set out a place setting for Elijah. Because it's written in the Bible that Elijah has to come first before the Lord. But that was fulfilled through John the Baptist. But people never saw it. They never saw it. So, love you guys. I know John has it together. He said, make your path straight. Which is what? Seek ye first the kingdom Kingdom of of God. God. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.